All right. Well, for everyone out there today, welcome to a new episode of New Ways of Being. So this is all about the being these days. We want to be the kind of person we would love to be. We want to be the kind of person that um, makes a difference in the world. And so a lot of what I talk about is waking up and, um, you know, still I still talk about transforming. Uh, but I have become aware that there's a difference. You know, we're going from a period of, for, for many people, we're going from a period of transformation into living more uh, in the consciousness that uh, we seek to know and live from. But I am absolutely thrilled today to have with me Joshua Bloom as the guest. Welcome, Joshua. Thank you for having me. We're going to have a blast. I know that. <laughs> yes. And uh, Joshua was uh, on my Our Spiritual Life podcast about a year ago, and we had a great conversation. And um, if you've listen to that. Uh, this is going to be a different conversation where we do some more digging into uh, what Joshua is doing and what he's learned about awakening and uh, those those kinds of things of, of being in the world. In fact, he talks about quantum being. So we will be getting into that or being quantum right. is, uh, is the way he says it. And uh, But he is an author, a speaker, a energy healer. He, uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna talk a lot about the book that he wrote. The ultimate answer is inside. Um, and but he is the creator of what he calls quantum energy transformation. And so you can tell from the name what that's all about. This is definitely based in quantum energy. Uh, it is about transformation. And so I'm going to be asking Joshua more questions today all about that. But um, Joshua, uh, would you like to say a few words before we really dig into the conversation? Sure. Well, you know, it's really important when we talk about the beingness. I, I felt for so many years that a lot of people were teaching the doingness of things. And Doing is all about strategy. It's all about step by step. It's all about moving into things that are going to take a long time. Another way to say that is incremental change versus evolutionary change. So I focus on evolutionary change and so many people focus on um, incremental change. Incremental change takes time. Yes. Evolutionary change happens now. So it's a very different uh, perspective on the energy, but you can't get to it without being in the beingness itself. Right. That's so key to the whole thing. And I remember many years ago, I was teaching a Reiki class. I was a Reiki master for the ARE Center in New York. They had asked me to be their Reiki master, and I said, "Sure, why not? You know, that'd be that'd be cool." <laughs> I was trained in Reiki and knew how to do it. And I was bumping up against some things myself. And I was bumping up against 
all of the symbols and the hand positions and the how-tos and the all this stuff and the attunement and the whole thing. And I was trying really hard to be in alignment with what I was teaching, but I felt kind of out of alignment. So I proposed a slightly different perspective of mm-hmm. this idea of Reiki. Mm-hmm. So I started to teach this um, new Reiki. They accepted my proposal and I, I started to teach. Mainly it was the same Reiki, but I brought the beingness into it. Good. And one of my students who was taking both of my classes, I taught a quantum class as well. And then I taught this Reiki class. And in the Reiki class, I'm sitting in front of my students and she looks at me and she says, Joshua, in our quantum class, you say that things can happen very quickly, if not instantly. In the Reiki class, you say, well, we'll keep on working on it. (laughs) Could you explain yourself? Because I don't get it. And I'm like feeling really put on the spot. And I'm like, oh, God, can I just leave the room? <laughs> you know, and this is like, like, but I didn't. I said, okay, let's be authentic about this because that's the only way I roll anyway is being authentic. Uh-huh. And I said, you really bring up a really great perspective. And I, and I said, I would like to work on this idea of the Reiki coming solely from the beingness without a buffer like symbols or hand positions mm-hmm. and and then she says to me well joshua you also say in the quantum that we can create things very fast but in reiki my experience is that it takes a long time mm-hmm. and i said well i agree with you and she says well i don't want it that way she says i want to be able to have the reiki be as powerful as the quantum so everybody in the class is looking at her like she's got a lot of guts to say this to me. <laughs> and I'm thinking, wow, this is a really neat perspective. I said, I'd love to do this. And everybody else is nodding their head in the class. They would love to do this. So I said, okay, are you all in? Like if everybody is in agreement, I will change the curriculum and I will create a quantum Reiki that is something that happens very, very fast, if not instantly. And I don't know what I'm going to create, but I'm going to, I'll do that if you want. But everybody has to agree because if somebody's here for one purpose and they've paid for that purpose, I can't really just change the curriculum. Right. Everybody is in with me. They want, they want this being quantum. They want this being Reiki. They want it. They don't want the traditional. I'm like, okay. So I go back to the drawing board because I had already changed the class. I thought quite a bit from the traditional and thought I was like pushing the edges a little bit. Right. But my students want me to really push the edge of this entire class. So I go ahead and I start creating this being quantum, which, which takes us from the being quantum to the being Reiki. Notice that the word being is the, is the whole point. It starts with the being, not with the Reiki, not with the quantum. It starts with the being part. So I started to discover what being in your body was really like. And I created being quantum in a three-step process that allows you to get into the way of being. It's not about the steps, which is very important to understand. It's all about using those steps in the beginning just to get to understand how you get there. But once you know how to get there, you skip the steps and you just 
be in the beingness. That's the whole point. So I taught everyone how to do it. And then what was really interesting is one morning, one of my students who never was attuned in Reiki at all, you know, Reiki, they, they first do an attunement and then you have abilities to do more because you were, you received an attunement. And this woman had never been attuned in Reiki before. This is her first time taking a Reiki class. And she, and I wanted to use her as an example of showing that you don't need an attunement in order to create a powerful Reiki experience. Okay. And so the woman is standing there in the room. No, it's just me and her in the room. And she's staying there like kind of like I am right now with her arms out and her attention is low in her body and she's going into this beingness and it's so beautiful. And in walks one of my other students and this man had taken three other Reiki classes to mastery. So he had three different Reiki masters before me and he became a Reiki master with each one. Wow. He walks into the room as this lady is doing this beautiful um, being Reiki experience, and all of a sudden, he sees her and feels her energy, and he just screams, that's what I want to learn. <laughs> <laughs> he says, that's what I came here to learn, and he was so excited. Now, mind you, he's been through the mastership of three different Reiki uh, schools, and now he's finally come to, to, to learn with me, and I was able to show him what nobody was able to show him, which is when you really get into that beingness and you get into this really amazing place of beingness, the healing, the energy, the transformation, everything is so beautiful and amazing. You don't need hand positions. You don't need symbols. You don't need anything but the raw energy of the beingness. Huh. It's the beingness that transforms. Yes. So I, I have to ask a question here. Uh, you know, the, so we're not going to be talking just about Reiki today. For right. those of you listening, we're going to be talking about much more, but we will be talking about the energy aspect and definitely the being aspect. But from that experience, has that basically been incorporated in your quantum energy transformation process that you describe in the book? It has. It has changed the way that I look at energy and how I look at beingness and how we incorporate the energy and the beingness to move energy at the cellular level of the body to create a quantum shift, which is a wave of energy. Okay. And when we move the energy at the cellular level of the body, that's when the transformation happens. Which is very different, by the way, than other methods, yes. such as hypnosis, for example, where it's all about being in the trance. Right. When you go into trance, you're not necessarily in your body. Yes. And it's all about the words that you say in hypnosis, and it's not about the energy. So it's just different. It's not right or wrong or good or bad. It's just different. The beingness aspect is different. Yes. When you are in your body, when you're in the beingness, what, has, what happens is that the energy conveys, even when I speak, 
The energy conveys differently. If I'm at a very high frequency, I'm grounded in my body, my aura is open wide, and I'm in the beingness, my voice can heal because it comes out at a different frequency in that space. Mm-hmm. So there's so many things that happen. So I'm working with clients. Sometimes I move the energy for them and with them using my voice. Sometimes mm-hmm. I invite them to do it themselves. Other times we do it together. Okay. Either way, we're moving energy at the cellular level of the body. The cellular level of the body holds packets of information. And those packets of information are either helping you move forward in your life or they are triggering the hell out of you. <laughs> so, you know, one or the other. And so when you get triggered, it feels really, really awful. Most of the time we get triggered in fear. And I know what that's all about. <laughs> I, a long time ago, I was an expert in that, <laughs> being, being very uh, f- fearful in my life. I've shifted that uh, since. But the, the power of that is when we move energy in our body at the cellular level of the body, we can create a quantum shift or an energy movement, a wave of energy that shifts those packets, that information that's in there that's not serving you. And when we move that information, and you can only do this in the beingness, by the way, when you move that information, then you either release it, meaning it leaves the body, or it transforms and it just moves inside of the body and becomes a different level of frequency and experience. So if I took depression, which could be down here, and I move it all the way up here to an extremely high frequency, it can't survive as depression here. It's a whole different energy now. Hmm. So that's a transformation. Yes. When we work with the energy in that way, you can imagine what you can change. I used to be terribly anxious every single day. And in that anxiety on a daily basis, it feels victimizing. Mm. And when you're in that place of being victim every day, you're creating a pattern of it and it becomes a habit. It's just, that is the way life is, right? And so when you're in that place, you need to move the energy of that and shift it into that higher frequency so it can't survive as anxiety anymore. Wow. And I can, you know, I think listeners of this will definitely be uh, excited about what you're talking about. I mean, many will. And what I've what I've learned, particularly over the last year or two years, perhaps, um, I really didn't pay too much attention up up until then until about the energy aspects of you know, being in your body and, and awakening and, and anything related to spirituality, except I had gotten into um, chakra energy practices uh, for a period of time, and that was quite powerful. And, uh, you know, I could I could tell a difference. Um, but a lot of spiritual teachers don't focus on the energy too much, except everyone agrees, you know, we want to raise our frequency to a higher, to a higher level, but more and more, I've I've had so many guests on my shows, who were energy healers or shamans, 
who um, you you know have talked about the energy aspects, and I've I've never been one to naturally read energy of people in a psychic way, um, but I have learned th this is something important to pay attention to. And you know what's really struck me since I first like looked at your book or or when you were on the show and we talked about energy. Um, you know, there's a very strong relationship between uh, no feeling energy and awareness uh, because it's in reality, it's much the same thing. I mean, you're shifting your awareness into your body, feeling that energy state. Uh, so there's a relationship, but in, I had not, you know, I kind of had an aha moment just like within the last couple of weeks of um i was i was doing a recording of eckhart tolle's uh practice of inner body awareness you know and he talks about becoming aware of the subtle energy field uh of your inner body and it suddenly dawned on me why you know i had i hadn't connected that to well like what you're talking about now the that same energy relationship is there i just had not made the connection um but let's see i want to do something now you've you've given uh people a very good taste of what you've learned and what you do but i want to back up a little bit and then kind of build some groundwork for the listeners and then hopefully we'll come back to the level you're talking about got it so i uh, first of all i kind of want to switch things just a little bit uh, I'm going to ask you questions out of your book, but this comes from a latter part of the book. Uh, and I kind of want to start with this and then, uh, then I'm going to go back to the beginning because your beginning of how you discovered um, what you've been talking about is, is interesting. And I'm not going to dwell on that a lot, but uh, people can relate to it. I know. But uh, when we talk about awakening or enlightenment, um, in the book, you said, or actually, this is one of your other co-contributors, uh, uh, Ashok Jane, said that enlightenment is not to be created. It is already there. Yes. Yeah. And uh, you, had, you added that there's nothing to find or ascend to. You're enlightened, period. You are already enlightened. It's our conditioning that blocks us from experiencing our enlightenment. Mm -hmm. Releasing, release your conditioning by simply letting it go, by getting into your body and within the quantum field, your bioprocessing body will release it for you. So, is there a whole lot there? <laughs> yeah, there, there, there actually is a lot there. But what it does, uh. One is you can, it can kind of shift uh, what our view of awakening is or enlightenment, but it also, that statement adds, uh, well, there's, yes, so there's a lot of promise there. And, you know, one of the things that really excites me these days is that, you know, from you and from other teachers that I've worked with, um, I've really learned that 
it's no longer the case that awakening has to be this long drawn out process. And mm -hmm. from what you're saying, and it's also true that transformation and healing doesn't have to be a long drawn out process. True. Now, I think you're, you're really someone who's leading the field in that area. Uh, and even most energy healers do work with a slower kind of process. Yes. So let, I'd like to now go back to back uh, before you wrote your book, you happened to discover something that I think many other people had not discovered and, and maybe still have not discovered. And that is we can tap into our, at some, at some level, our unconscious mind more than we know. And yes. yes. So uh, yeah. Tell us about that discovery because it's so important in what you're talking about. Yeah. So I think it's important to recognize that I do call it the unconscious mind and not the subconscious mind, which is what everybody else calls it. Mm -hmm. The reason that I do that is because we're so used to a definition of the subconscious mind and it has a lot of a clinical dogma attached to that. And so I don't use the word subconscious mind because then people already have a preconceived notion of what that means to them so instead i call it the unconscious mind which simply is the same thing except for that we don't have anything attached to it and i reframe it in this way that the unconscious mind is the body and the conscious mind is your intellect yeah, and for me, for and for me, and I'm sure a lot of other people, that that's surprising, you know. Yes. And and as we as you go into it, then it becomes more obvious how tr how true that is, you know. But initially, we're we're not taught anything like that, or maybe some people are, you know, that get into somatic training and so on. But at any rate, that's important. So go on. So where you feel it in your body is where it's stored in your body. So if you feel it in your heart area, sometimes your heart feels heavy or it feels tingly or you feel anxiety or stress in there, then that's where the cellular information is stored. But you also might feel it in your stomach or your second chakra, which is right below the belly button, the lower stomach. You might also feel in your arms or legs. We have, um, You've got lots of experiences. Like, for example, there was um, someone who got leg cramps. Hmm. Leg cramps are a, is a root chakra issue. Hmm. And obviously in the legs, um, it's not only showing that it's root chakra, but it's also showing that that's where the energy is stored that needs to move, is hmm. in the legs. So it could be anywhere in the body. When we have this information uh, that starts to show up for us when we start to pay attention because we don't really normally pay attention to what we're feeling. Actually, in our life, we've been conditioned to disregard what we feel. 
And you know, when we're a child or a baby, not a baby, but a, like a young child, and we start to cry because of some reason or another, someone says, well, I'll give you something to cry about. No. <laughs> right? So I was like, okay, we're going to shut up then. I'm not going to cry. Okay, crying's out. You know, and we learn to shut down our feelings. We learn to ignore the body because what's important is what we think about it. What we think becomes more important than anything else. My dad used to say to me, Joshua, you need to think before you act. <laughs> okay, so I can't, I should not feel anything. I should be thinking. And so everybody, you know, my father is not, you know, alone here. Everybody's been conditioned in this way right. to use our intellect and we get praised for our intellect. You know, when you're in kindergarten, you don't get praised for, oh, how beautiful that you're feeling this. No, what's on that paper? That's what I want to know. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what we're taught. So we don't get praised for feeling anything or for noticing anything inside. We get praised for what we see on the outside. And so we learn very quickly, oh, I better show some proof here and not and not really worry about what I'm feeling. And we shut down. And many people have what we call lockdown because they've shut down their feelings over and over and over and suppressed that information. What's now happened is that it comes up bigger. You know, instead of it being one thing that's coming up, many things come up at a time. And then what we do is we lock it down. We just lock those feelings down so that we don't feel them. Now that's equivalent to, you know, having a door and, and someone's pushing on the other side. And then you're like, you know, <laughs> like this, holding the door shut. When that doesn't work, then we run and get a chair and we put it under the doorknob. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And we, we keep adding more force to keep that from not coming up right. so that we don't feel like we're out of control. Yes. The power of what I'm saying, though, is that in the quantum experience, what I invite you to do is to get into the strongest place you've ever been, to be in your body, to be connected to you, to be in the beingness. And from that place, without having to relive any of it, we're going to move the energy as energy at the cellular level of the body to create a quantum shift, moving that energy that's been barricaded behind the door so that it no longer exists there, at least in the same way. Either it's transformed or it's released. And, and what, what you're talking about is, is really incredible because, you know, so many people, especially in the past, the way that you address those kinds of issues, that stored emotion is through therapy. And lots of talking, you know, and yes. it takes forever. And now <laughs> some people have newer ways, but it still takes time. And you're talking about moving uh, to it much more quickly. But Very you know, fast. The, the thing that the thing that really I found amazing was, you know, you talk about putting your attention on your lower spine. Yes. And how did you realize that? to do that and I, I i've and i it's not something that's poo poo i mean it's i've i've noticed that it has profound profound uh, uh impact it does i actually took a class many years ago in canada and 
I was uh, learning the basics of the quantum. I have taken it way, way to another level at this point. But I learned some basic quantum understanding, and that was one of the things that the teacher taught me was huh. to put my attention or my awareness at the tailbone, the base of the spine. And I also use under the feet. So sometimes, like if you're standing, it might be more convenient to use under your feet. Then if you're sitting, if you're sitting, well, then you can feel your tailbone against the chair and it's easier when you're sitting maybe to put it at the base of your spine so we can go back and forth some people like it more under the feet some people like it at the base of the spine some people go back and forth depending on the circumstance but it's lower in your body it's at least at the tailbone or lower that you put your awareness and when you do that it grounds the body and it invites you to go into your body think about your higher self at one point was in the body but then the higher self noticed that we didn't keep the frequency that we need to keep and the higher self was feeling yucky because the higher self is a higher energy feeling and so if the higher self doesn't feel good in your body it leaves and it just floats above your head and unfortunately if you are not in your body and you're up there you're what's called disconnected you're disconnected from yourself. And most people who are disconnected are in their head a lot and they experience things like anxiety, depression, and other kinds of um, issues. Sometimes it's even pain that people feel in their body because they're disconnected. So when you get into the body, you are bringing that higher self back in, but with the agreement that you're not gonna stay at that you know, really low frequency anymore, that you're gonna raise that frequency to match the frequency the higher self needs to be in your body so that you can be present and in your beingness. Yes. Wow. That that's uh, so powerful. Um, and that's, you know, that's that part of quantum information, quantum energy transformation is uh, different than most people teach. Yes. And, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, people do talk about grounding, but that, you know, just I've done that uh, since you were on the show. I mean, we did it in the show uh, and I've done it since. And uh, it is, it's you feel the difference immediately in, in your groundedness. You do. It's really neat when you're in your body and you're connected to your beingness. You're in a place where things can happen. Let me give you a difference, a, a, a distinction between being grounded and being in your body. Being grounded is like doing yoga. And yoga is wonderful. But look at yoga and how many people might be doing yoga. And how often do we see people have instant transformations? Well, not very often. <laughs> it's not it's not a common thing. Oh, did you see that? Can you believe no, nothing that? But in quantum energy transformation, we see it every day. And why is that? That's because we are bringing that higher self into the body, not just connecting with the ground. Makes sense? So it's a different level of ground. And so when you are fully in your body and grounded, you are literally in your body. And from that place, you can move energy you know your body has a safety mechanism it won't move any energy within if it's not safe to do so but nobody knows what the key is <laughs> the key is that you must be in the body with your attention lower in the body 
your aura needs to be open. And at that point, your, and your, high, your frequency needs to be high. Forgot that one. Frequency needs to be high. And then when you're there, energy will move through your body and it will create that quantum shift. But we don't quite get there in yoga. We don't quite get there in Tai Chi. We don't quite get there in lots of different ways of doing things. In hypnosis too, we don't get there either. So being, that beingness is so key that I think has been left out of a lot of modalities. And, and, and at the same time, sometimes I think that they're being, but they're really not being enough to, to get to the level that they need to be at to cause that quantum transformation. Yes. And you, um, in your book, you say that uh, being in the body is in the quantum field. Right. And that, yes. that, that is going to be surprising to a lot of people as well. Uh, yes. When you connect to the tailbone or anywhere lower in your body, you're literally connecting to a portal within you that takes you directly to the quantum field. And what that means is the rules change there. What's possible is different than what it is when you're not in that place. Right. And so, you know, one thing I have to comment here is that um, you've studied quantum energy and, and, and quantum physics basically uh, so much that, you, and you've really, you know, you, you talk about how entanglement relates, et cetera, but you've really done your homework. And I know you've worked with uh, Bruce Lipton and probably others uh, in that, in, in uh, the cellular or body aspects uh, of this. So this is all very important, uh, but it, it's, you know, in the past, Talking about the quantum field has always been so mysterious and vague, you know, and I kind of, I have the idea that the quantum field for me, since I understand that the ultimate reality is pure consciousness uh, and it creates the physical realm, that the quantum field I view as kind of being um, in between pure consciousness and in, in the physical world and it's a transition state maybe where in conscious intentions become maybe physical particles or photons uh something something in the physical world and so being more connected into the quantum field is something that is very very powerful and Absolutely. Either things are going to move as waves or particles, as you were talking about. So when we think of them moving in particles, we think of that being very linear mm -hmm. and separate. Right. When we think of waves, we think about things being like an ocean, like moving right. like in a wave formation. When they move in waves, transformation happens. When they move in particles, everything is very slow. Nothing, nothing changes very quickly at all, which is what most people are doing, but not realizing it because they don't realize that they're not moving in waves. You know, it's difficult. It's difficult to know, am I in the particles? Am I in the waves? How do I know if I'm in the particles or the waves? It's, it's not apparent to us unless we learn how it works. And when you are in your body 
and you are really connected to yourself and your higher self, now you're in the waves of it. And it feels different. You can definitely feel the difference when you get into the beingness of it. And then when you raise your frequency extremely high, really anything can become possible. Yes. And you know, you, in your book, uh, let me see if I can turn to it now. <laughs> um, I've, I've got so many points in your book that I, I would like to talk about, but let's go to what you're talking about now. You have this great uh, chart, I guess I would call it, um, being in the quantum field versus collapsing into your current reality. Yep. And so you're touching on aspects from that. I mean, and some of the aspects are in our normal current current reality where we're dominated by the mind and mental process. Um, you know, it's, it's all about the external aspects of life. Uh, we're very much in our head, locked, stuck in this constant thinking. Whereas you're talking about being in your body is more about awareness. It's more about uh, being open and that's open to, to possibilities and uh, definitely in the flow with the waves of life. Exactly. And, and you go, you go into a lot of detail that uh, we may not have time to go in into here, but um, this is, this is great stuff because this is exactly what I've learned we we need to be looking more closely at when we talk about awakening or new ways of being. And I in new ways of when I say new ways of being, I'm I'm leaving it open that there's there's many new ways of being and many different ways to get to those states. Those are states of being, and they're also states of consciousness. And um, so it's good not to be able to lock into one, but it's good to, uh, number one, know the power and potential of, of being aware of, you know, of how we currently operate, which is in our ego base from mental programming, uh, all based in separation versus the quantum field is all about the unity of the universe. Yeah. And so we're, we're talking about unity instead of separation. We're talking about uh, potential instead of, um, uh, of limitation. It's kind of like unlimited, unlimited, versus being limited <laughs> hard word to say uh, and yeah. uh, and so this is this is really very powerful stuff and i i really get excited about uh you know this is kind the kind of messages people need to hear more um in my old podcast you know i had a lot of guests talk about a lot of different things it was very much about process based uh, transformation, slow, and I'm, I'm trying to find ways to really focus more on, well, there's some different, not just different ideas, but different models of how, you know, wh who we are 
and how we what the universe is and how we exist in the universe that we really need to tune into and the quantum is really where it's at i believe i agree the quantum arena has a lot to offer because when we are there in the beingness then like i said earlier the rules are different things change things are easier and you respond differently in those energies and you're able to go to very very high frequencies and in those frequencies it causes a release or a transformation which is what we're looking for is either a release or transformation and also a lot of a lot of what i look at with what people are do to do today is they they don't work in the quantum aspects of things and they experience a lot of healing crises mm. a healing crisis or some people call them ascension signs some people call them um, a healing sign but basically it's when you get sick after you do some healing i'm not into that <laughs> i'll tell you that right now that is not my game i i don't find you need to and here's the thing when you work in the quantum realm of things and you move the energy enough you don't get the healing crisis if you don't work in that realm of things and you push to get the change you get a healing crisis so some people get you know flu symptoms other people feel anxious other people feel really off and out of sorts and it's and it's really uh really difficult for sometimes for people for a week with with this kind of thing and we don't do the healing crisis thing because we work with the quantum aspect of things and in order to not have the healing crisis you simply move the energy enough so that it's complete enough and then you don't get the healing crisis so that's a good thing it's so it's not only easy and fast but it's also it's also um easier in that aspect of things you don't you don't feel bad after you you feel fantastic yeah and uh yeah so i I think i understand what you're talking about in terms of healing crises but um to kind of uh come back to one other point that um you made in your book that's really talking about the potential of this and, and and why we need to pay so much attention you said uh when you're in your body and the quantum field and open to all possibilities by not observing which is an interesting point there by not observing you focus on the possibility that serves you best in other words if you're choosing to allow yourself to become a different person by shifting your identity in the quantum field you have infinite possible yous that are available to you and in the quantum field, you automatically choose the identity that you intuitively know is the next evolution for you and collapse into that one and it becomes your new reality. That And, and to, to understand what it's saying, you have to understand a little bit about quantum mechanics, you know, and, and what they've learned about quantum mechanics. But that... I think people can understand that that's very powerful. There's so much potential in that statement. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing because 
that's one of the, the principles of quantum. When you're watching, you are getting the particles, but you're not getting the wave pattern. But when you're not watching, then you're getting the wave pattern, and that's where the magic happens. So that's a powerful, that right there, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a powerful understanding in the quantum experience. A lot of uh, people do it this way. So they go to someone and they're doing some kind of exercise or experience and they, you know, start and maybe they're doing it five or 10 minutes. And in that time, they, they, they step out of themselves and they look and say, did I change it? Is, is it working? Yep. <laughs> is this, is this happening? Um, what am I doing? What did I have for breakfast? Oh, we're not for breakfast. Let's skip that part. <laughs> you know, and they go back and they, their mind is going, right? So when they're stepping out of themselves to look and to see if it's working, they are watching. Yes. And when so, you're watching, you don't get the wave pattern, you get the particles and nothing happens. So is, is watching the same as kind of like unconscious choice making? And versus it's your choosing, you're choosing and you're watching. Watching is literally putting your attention to seeing the outside of it ah. versus being on the inside and experiencing it. A good example of that is in my book where um, 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 a fellow hypnotherapist uh, wanted, uh, wanted to work with me because I worked with one of his uh, colleagues, and she had an enlightening experience that changed her life with me. And he wanted the same experience. But he came in watching because he wanted to learn what I was doing. So he came in and I took him through a process similar to what I took her through. The problem was he wasn't being in the beingness and experiencing it like she did. He was in the, what is Joshua doing? What is his technique? How do I do this so I can do it later? And so after I finished with him, I said, well, how is that? And he said, well, maybe slightly better than I could do on my own. And I knew in that moment, he was watching the entire process, not being in the process. And because of that, he never got my quote technique. I don't have a technique anyway, <laughs> but he, he didn't, he didn't get the details because he didn't have the experience. Mm. Yes. That's a good and, experience of watching. He's trying and to that, get, yeah. And one thing I've learned is that word is so, so important experience. We're talking about the experience, not knowing the process. We're talking about experiencing the process. And so, okay, that, that helped a lot. And, and, but to me, that's, that's, a, that's a key word. And it's um, Deepak Chopra, he, he's uh, been uh, doing some great teaching about uh, quantum uh, understanding. And, um, and he talks about the meta-human, which is being in the quantum field. And, uh, and he talks about wholeness, you know, which is, when you're whole, you're experiencing uh, reality as it is, not not what you're thinking about it, <laughs> you know. So and it's so it's all the same stuff using different words, but um, but that's so important that we want to when we're talking about beingness, we're talking about experiencing that, 
it's and it that that's um what we need more of <laughs> right that experience experiencing it is very interesting because as you are in your body and you're experiencing the energy you're actually able to feel the movements of the energy happening in the moment so it is literally an experience it's a show going on inside that if you if you uh are paying attention inside not outside but inside you are having a, a beautiful light shows in a sense happening inside of you where things in your brain are triggering differently things in your body are moving differently it's a beautiful experience in my classes my students have this experience every time we have a class and in in the class they they become elated with the new person they've become because we work at these higher levels of change like i said we don't work at the strategy level we work at the level of beingness and the level of identity level of spirituality level of purpose level of possibility but we don't work at those lower levels so when we work at the higher levels we get dramatic shifts in our consciousness in who we are so that we can move into who we're capable of becoming it's a very powerful um profound experience that literally only can only takes about five to seven minutes yeah and you um i've seen that model in your book and i was looking for it and couldn't find it right off the top of my head but um um you'd use a i think it's an 11 chakra model right the model of life and and uh i find that's interesting i've kind of run into aspects of that in the past in terms of uh some teachers talk about a a four foot chakra that's four feet above the uh crown um and some talk about a chakra below the feet um yep. and it, to me uh i don't know if you've ever read uh, conversations with god but um you know one of the questions that neil donald walsh asked um uh god was you know so you know what's the relationship of the soul to our our body you know is the soul in our body and god answered no the body is in the soul and mm. and and the soul is that full uh uh i think the, they use the word ethereal but ethereal body that uh that our our higher being is and and it's you know there's an aura associated with that etc so yeah some interesting relationships but you you mentioned the one identity and in your book you talk about when we um oh, I, I i'm trying to say this without using the word choosing because i'm not sure if choose is the right word but when we choose this future we want or when we envision the future we want you know if, if we can do it at the level of identity uh that frequency it's uh, much more powerful yes from a quantum perspective we collapse into the new reality yeah so that at ease immediately collapses at that level yeah so when i work with someone for example uh, they will come in uh, for the session and then they will leave a totally different person 
from the perspective of who they were when they came in is now going to be different than when they leave in a really beautiful way. Now, what's important to know is that I don't decide who they become, they do. Right. And in their becoming, it's really about letting go of things they've been holding on to that have locked them into who they have become already. And now when we let go of those things, it's like, well, if I don't have this pain, if I don't have this problem, if I don't have this energy here, then who do I get to be differently? And then it's like, wow, it opens up the possibility of, oh, if I'm not limited anymore in that area, I could go be a speaker. If I'm not limited in this area, I can go do something else, right? You can do whatever you choose to do differently because who you are has changed. Yes. Yes, in in your book, this and I was just gonna I was gonna ask this as a question, but you just you really just answered it. But I want to share these words. It, you said quantum energy transformation helps you evolve into a person who no longer requires the problem. That that is <laughs> amazing. I mean, everybody wants that. I I want to evolve evolve into a person who no longer requires. The problem that I have. Or well, that we I tend think to I think have. exactly. We tend to think about problems that occur as problems, but really they're not problems, they're messages. We're getting messages from our body saying this is something you need to pay attention to. This is this this other thing is something you need to pay attention to. But we what we do is when we have these messages come to us, we, we try to block the message. Wait a second, I don't want that problem. <laughs> Instead, I, I want to be free of it. So we do the opposite of what we need to do, and we suppress that, and we try to move forward, you know, limping along in the best way that we can. Instead of opening up to the, the problem, which is really the message, and allowing that message to help them evolve into the next level of who they get to become. Yes. Exactly. You said uh, in somewhere in the book that, um, uh, a, you know, a, a lot of, well, the, 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 the problems, those conditions, those symptoms that if we're talking about physical symptoms are our limited response to, to something the body is telling us or that, yeah. or, or that something, uh, our inner self is telling us at, at, at another level as well. But, um, and that's, that's eye opening. Uh, you're saying we have the power to uh, respond differently to that information that our body or our, our mind or our, our higher self is giving us. Absolutely. In our conditioning, we have an automatic response to just about everything. We don't think about it. It's beyond thinking. It's it, And it's not a being at all. It's really an automatic response. And uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton says that when you are functioning this way, 95% of the time you're in the automatic response. You're on the autopilot. Of autopilot, yes. Rather than being in the, the beingness of things. But when you're in the beingness, you can notice the autopilot things and in the moment, switch it out for what you rather do. Say, wait a second, I don't want to be anxious to that anymore. Instead, I rather 
take it on as a challenge and be excited about it. You know, you can have a different response to something that maybe scared us before, but now energizes us and moves us differently in our body. So that's the opportunity that you have by getting into the beingness. Because when you're in the beingness, that's where you can see all the, all the conditioning, all the habits and patterns that we created. And it, you even have time to switch it out and do it differently because you're aware. But most people aren't at that level where they're aware yet. And because they're not aware, they're just running those patterns. Um, my mom does it all the time. She loses her keys like frequently um, or anything else that might've been in her <laughs> hand. <laughs> so she, she doesn't realize because she's on autopilot all the time and she puts her keys down somewhere and she doesn't remember where that was. And so she's then, she looks in her pocketbook and her coat and her, and, you know, it might take her 20 minutes, 30 minutes to find the keys that she didn't realize she lost because she didn't she wasn't aware of what was happening but if you're aware of what's happening by being in the body then you don't forget your keys or where, where they are because that's part of the awareness that level of awareness is in, is heightened and you have a different level of being able to know where things are instead of losing them yeah so uh, since we're running out of time, um, okay. you say that, and you know, and what you've taught us uh, in this show today is that um, we have the power to be fully in our body and uh, we can learn to be in our body, you know, 95% of the time or more. And when we do, when we do that, it changes everything. It, it changes our life. We get out of that mental mode, which is really our, in a way, our downfall, uh, I could say. Um, and and in you know, in what you've told us today is that it's not a difficult thing to learn to be in the body, and, and so you've you've taught some techniques. You know, starting with we can shift into a a a, a state of uh, Focusing on our spot uh, on our lower spine or below the the tailbone, so to speak, um, and and build from that, and, and you know, feel into our body, uh, feel the energy flow, and you know, you, you talk about moving the energy, etc. Um, so there's a lot more we could go into, and maybe that it could be a future uh, discussion. Uh, but you've talked about a lot of powerful stuff. I hope people listening are as, as excited about it as I am. I think this is what we need, um, the world needs. So and I'd love to see the world know about this and uh, uh, know, you know, and feel the impact that it can have. But, you know, anything that you'd like to add uh, before we wrap up? Absolutely. Remember, it's not about the techniques. It's about the experience of being in your beingness. And when you're in the beingness, that's where the magic happens. And when the magic happens inside, it strengthens us. It makes us feel stronger and more alive and more happy. And we don't go into those negative places. Instead, we go into higher and higher and more wonderful places. And 
all of those things are available to you. So jump into the quantum field with me. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. All right. Oh, excellent. excellent. With that said, I have a free gift. Okay. Yes. Tell the audience. So I have a free gift for you and it is, it's amazing. It's called bringing in the light and it's what I call a guided connection. So you may have done something called a meditation before. This is different, but similar to a meditation. And what's different about it is that I bring you into your body. So you'll have the experience we're talking about on this call today. You'll be in your body through going through this experience and you'll bring in the beautiful light, the spiritual light of that higher energy and you'll feel it. You'll feel the amazingness. It will be life altering just doing it one time, but you, you'll have it forever and you can do it every day if you want. It's just amazing. Go to iqet.com forward slash Ray. That's R-A-Y. That's iqet.com forward slash Ray. And when you get there, um, you'll be able to experience bringing in the light. All right. Fantastic. Um, and if uh, uh, besides doing that, people want to go to learn more about what you do, who you are and what you offer, uh, what uh, website would that would you direct them to? You can go to beingquantum.com. That's B-E-I-N-G. Q-U-A-N-T-U-M.com. And there you'll see that we have the pendants I'm wearing here. We use the pendants to actually help you ground the body even more. And so you'll see all that on my website and more. Very good. Thank you. Well, Joshua, this has been absolutely uh, an incredible discussion from my perspective. Um, you've shared some very valuable uh, information people uh, a lot about how you can do this you can also um, learn a lot about this from reading joshua's book as well um, but uh, yeah check that out and uh, let's step into being in the body so absolutely joshua thank you for being here thank you for having me very good have a great day and a great life